Today is October the 24th. Today, we see obedience and confession. As we read through the Bible in a year today, I'd like you to read Nehemiah chapters 7 through 9. Now, in chapter 7, we simply have the names of the leaders of uh, those who rebuilt the wall. They're listed out, they're, they're added up and uh, registered here in uh, Nehemiah chapter 7. Chapters 8 and 9 um, are very special. Uh, the, the, the people gather together now inside the city where the wall has been rebuilt. And Ezra the scribe reads the book of the law. The people listen and they're captivated by the book of the law. They stand all day long listening to the words of the book of the law. They come to a certain part and they realize that it's talking about a festival on the very day that they are uh, currently at. And so they say, wait, stop. It's not enough to hear the law. We need to obey the law. It says that on this day, we should be celebrating the festival of booths. So they went out, they stopped reading the law. They built their tabernacles, the festival of tabernacles or the festival of booths. And uh, then they went back to listening to the law. In chapter 9, they then confess their sins. Uh, listen to 9 to those of Israelite descent, separated themselves from all foreigners as they confessed their own sins and the sins of their ancestors. They actually compose a prayer. That's the bulk of chapter 9, in which they confess everything that they and their ancestors had done against the Lord. Enjoy today as you read Nehemiah 7 through 9. Nehemiah 7 through 9, New Living Translation, Nehemiah 7. After the wall was finished and I had set up the doors and the gates, the gatekeepers, singers, and Levites were appointed. I gave the responsibility of governing Jerusalem to my brother Hanani, along with Hananiah, the commander of the fortress, for he was a faithful man who feared God more than most. I said to them, Do not leave the gates open during the hottest part of the day, and even while the gatekeepers are on duty, have them shut and bar the doors. Appoint the residents of Jerusalem to act as guards, everyone on a regular watch. Some will serve as century posts, and some in front of their own homes. At that time, the city was large and spacious, but the population was small, and none of the houses had been rebuilt. So my God gave me the idea to call together all the nobles and leaders of the city, along with the ordinary citizens, for registration. I had found the genealogical record of those who had first returned to Judah. This is what was written there. Here is the list of the Jewish exiles of the provinces who returned from their captivity, 
King Nebuchadnezzar had deported them to Babylon, but now they returned to Jerusalem and the other towns in Judah where they originally lived. Their leaders were Zerubbabel, Joshua, Nehemiah, Seraiah, Realeah, Naamani, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mizpar, Bigvai, Rehum, and Baana. This is the number of the men of Israel who returned from exile. The family of Pirosh, 2,172. The family of Shephatiah, 372. The family of Era, 652. The family of Pehath-Moab, descendants of Joshua and Joab, 2,818. The family of Elam, 1,254. The family of Zatu, 845. The family of Zachai, 760. The family of Bani, 648. The family of Bibi, 628. The family of Asgad, 2,322. The family of Adonakan, 667. The family of Bigvai, 2,067. The family of Aen, 655. The family of Ater, descendants of Hezekiah, 98. The family of Hashum, 328. The family of Bezi, 324. The family of Jorah, 112. The family of Gibar, 95. The people of Bethlehem and Natotha, 188. The people of Anathoth, 128. The people of Beth Asmabeth, 42. The people of Kiriath, Jerum, Kifra, and Beeroth, 743. The people of Ramah and Gira, 621. The people of Michmash, 122. The people of Bethel and Ai, 123. The people of Nebo, 52. The citizens of West Elam, 1,254. The citizens of Haram, 320. The citizens of Jericho, 345. The citizens of Lod, Hadid, and Ono, 721. The citizens of Senea, 3,930. These are the priests who returned from exile. The family of Jedediah, through the line of Joshua, 973. The family of Emir, 1,052. The family of Pasher, 1,247. The family of Hiram, 1,017. The family of Emir, 1,052. The family of Pashur, 1,247. The family of Haram, 1,017. These are the Levites who returned from exile. The families of Joshua and Cadmiel, descendants of Hodaviah, 74. The singers of the family of Asaph, 148. The gatekeepers of the families of Shalom, Ater, Talman, Akhub, Hetatah, and Shobai, 138. The descendants of the following temple servants returned from exile. Ziha, Hasapha, Tebioth, Kiros, Siaha, Paden, Lebanon, Hagaba, Shalmai, Hanan, Gittel, Gehar, Riea, Rezan, Nakoda, Gazem, Uza, Pasia, Bezai, Meunum, Nefusum, Backbook, Hakafa, Harher, Bazlith, Mahida, Harsha, Barkos, Sisera, Tima, Neziah, and Hatifa. The descendants of these servants of King Solomon returned from exile. Sotai, Hasapharath, Peruda, Jaela, Darkon, Giddel, Shephatiah, Hattel, Pokereth, Hazabaim, and Amai.
In all, the temple servants and the descendants of Solomon's servants numbered 392. Another group returned at the time of the towns of Telmula, Telharsha, Kirub, Aden, and Immer. However, they could not prove that they or their families were descendants of Israel. This group included the families of Deliah, Tobiah, and Nicobah, a total of 642 people, three families of priests, Hobiah, Hakos, and Brazilii also returned. This Brazilii had married a woman who was a descendant of Brazilii of Gilead, and he had taken her family name. They searched for their names in the genealogical records, but they were not found, so they were disqualified from serving as priests. The governor told them not to eat the priest's share of food from the sacrifices until a priest can consult the Lord about the matter by using the Urum and Thrumim, the sacred lots. So a total of 42,360 people returned to Judah, in addition to 7,337 servants and 2,045 singers, both men and women. They took with them 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. Some of the family leaders gave gifts for the work. The governor gave to the treasury 1,000 gold coins, 50 gold basins, and 530 robes for the priest. The other leaders gave to the treasury a total of 20,000 gold coins and some 2,750 pounds of silver for the work. The rest of the people gave 20,000 gold coins, about 2,500 pounds of silver, and 67 robes for the priests. So the priests and the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, the temple servants, and some of the common people settled near Jerusalem. The rest of the people returned to their own towns throughout Israel. In October, when the Israelites had settled in their towns, Nehemiah 8, all the people assembled with a unified purpose at the square just inside the water gate. They asked Ezra, the scribe, to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had given for Israel to obey. So on October 8th, Ezra the priest brought the book of the law before the assembly, which included the men and women, and all the children old enough to understand. He faced the square just inside the water gate, from early morning until noon, and read aloud to everyone who could understand. All the people listened closely to the book of the law. Ezra the scribe stood on a high wooden platform that had been made for the occasion. To his right stood Mattathiah, Shema, Aniah, Uriah, Hilkiah, and Maaseah. To his left stood Padeah, Mishael, Melchijah, Hashum, Hashbadana, Zechariah, and Meshulam. Ezra stood on the platform in full view of all the people. When they saw him open the book, they all rose to their feet. Then Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people chanted, Amen, Amen, as they lifted their hands. Then they bowed down and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. The Levites, Jeshua, Benai, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabbatai, Hodiah, Maaseah, Kelida, Azariah, Jaazabad, Hanan, and Peleah then instructed the people in the law while everyone remained in their places. They read from the book of the law of God and clearly explained the meaning of what was being read, helping the people understand the passage. Then Nehemiah the governor, Azariah the priest and scribe, 
And the Levites, who were interpreting for the people, said to them, Don't mourn or weep on such a day as this, for today is a sacred day before the Lord your God. For the people had all been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. And Nehemiah continued, Go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks, and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the Levites, too, quieted the people, telling them, Hush, don't weep, for this is a sacred day. So the people went away to eat and drink at a festival meal, to share gifts of food, and to celebrate with great joy because they had heard God's word and understood them. On October ninth, the family leaders of all the people gathered together with the priests and Levites, met with Ezra the scribe to go over the law in greater detail. As they studied the law, they discovered that the Lord had commanded through Moses that the Levites should live in shelters during the festival to be held that month. So he had said that a proclamation should be made throughout their town in Jerusalem, telling the people to go to the hills to get branches from olive, wild olive, myrtle, palm, and other leafy trees. They were to use these branches to make shelters in which they would live during the festival, as prescribed by the law. So the people went out and cut branches and used them to build shelters on the roofs of their houses, in the courtyards of God's temple, or in the squares just inside the water gate, and the Ephraim gate. So everyone who had returned from captivity lived in these shelters during the festival, and they were all filled with great joy. The Israelites had not celebrated like this since the days of Joshua, son of Nun. Ezra read from the book of the law of God on each of the seven days of the festival. Then on the eighth day they held a solemn assembly, as was required by law. Nehemiah 9 on October 31st, the people assembled again, and this time they fasted and dressed in burlap and sprinkled dust on their heads. Those of Israel's descendants separated themselves from all foreigners as they confessed their own sins and the sins of their ancestors. They remained standing in this place for three hours while the book of the law of the Lord their God was read aloud to them. Then for three more hours they confessed their sins and worshipped the Lord their God, the Levites, Joshua, Benai, Kabmiel, Shebaniah, Bunai, Sherebiah, Benai, and Kenanai stood on the stairway of the Levites and cried out to the Lord their God with loud voices. Then the leaders of the Levites, Joshua, Kadmiel, Benai, Hashabniah, Sherebiah, Hodiah, Shebaniah, and Pathahiah called out to the people, Stand up and praise the Lord your God, for he lives from everlasting to everlasting. Then they prayed, May your glorious name be praised. May it be exalted above blessing and praise. You are the Lord. You made the skies and the heavens and all the stars. You made the earth and the seas and everything in them. You preserve them all, and the angels of heaven worship you. You are the Lord God, who chose Abram and brought him from Ur out of the Chaldeans and renamed him Abraham. When he had proved himself faithful, you made a covenant with him to give him and his descendants the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Jebusites, and Girgashites. And you have done what you promised, for you are always true to your word. You saw the misery of our ancestors in Egypt, and you heard their cries beside the Red Sea. You displayed miraculous signs and wonders against Pharaoh. 
his officials, and all his people, for you knew how arrogantly they were treating our ancestors. You have a glorious reputation that has never been forgotten. You divided the sea for your people so they could walk through on dry land. And you hurled their enemies into the depths of the sea. They sank like stones beneath the mighty waters. You led our ancestors by a pillar of cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night, so they could find their way. You came down at Mount Sinai and spoke to them from heaven. You gave them regulations and instructions that were just, and decrees and commands that were good. You instructed them concerning your holy Sabbath, and you commanded them through Moses your servant to obey all your commands, decrees, and instructions. You gave them bread from heaven when they were hungry and water from a rock when they were thirsty. You commanded them to go and take possession of the land you had sworn to give them. But our ancestors were proud and stubborn, and they paid no attention to your commands. They refused to obey and did not remember the miracles you had done for them. Instead, they became stubborn and appointed a leader to take them back to their slavery in Egypt. But you are a God of forgiveness, gracious and merciful, slow to become angry, and rich in unfailing love. You did not abandon them, even when they made an idol shaped like a calf and said, This is your God who brought you out of Egypt. They committed terrible blasphemies. But in your great mercy, you did not abandon them to die in the wilderness. The pillar of cloud still led them forward by day, and the pillar of fire showed them the way through the night. You sent your good spirit to instruct them, and you did not stop giving them manna from heaven or water for their thirst. For forty years you sustained them in the wilderness, and they lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out, and their feet did not swell. Then you helped our ancestors conquer kingdoms and nations, and you placed your people in every corner of the land. They took over the land of King Shihon of Heshbon and the land of King Og of Barshan. You made their descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and brought them into the land you had promised to their ancestors. They went in and took possession of the land. You subdued whole nations before them, even the Canaanites, who inhabited the land were powerless. Your people could deal with these nations and their kings as they pleased. Our ancestors captured fortified cities and fertile land. They took over houses full of good things, with cisterns already dug and vineyards and olive groves and fruit trees in abundance. So they ate until they were full and grew fat and enjoyed themselves in all your blessings. But despite all this, they were disobedient and rebelled against you. They turned their backs on your law. They killed your prophets who warned them to return to you, and they committed terrible blasphemies. So you handed them over to their enemies, who made them suffer. But in their time of trouble they cried to you, and you heard them from heaven. In your great mercy you sent them liberators, who rescued them from their enemies. But as soon as they were at peace, your people again committed evil in your sight, and once more you let their enemies conquer them. Yet whenever your people turned and cried to you again for help, you listened once more from heaven. In your wonderful mercy you rescued them many times. You warned them to return to your law, but they became proud and obstinate and disobeyed your commands. They did not follow your regulations, by which people will find life if only they obey.
They stubbornly turned their backs on you and refused to listen. In your love, you were patient with them for many years. You sent your spirit, who warned them through the prophets, but they still wouldn't listen. So, once again, you allowed the people of the land to conquer them, but in your great mercy, you did not destroy them completely or abandon them forever. What a gracious and merciful God you are! And now, our God, the great and mighty and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of unfailing love, do not let all the hardships we have suffered seem insignificant to you. Great trouble has come upon us, and upon our kings and leaders and priests and prophets and ancestors, all of your people, from the days when the kings of Assyria first triumphed over us until now. Every time you punished us, you were being just. We have sinned greatly, and you gave us only what we deserved. Our kings, leaders, priests, and ancestors did not obey your law or listen to the warnings in your commands or laws. Even while they had their own kingdom, they did not serve you, though you showered your goodness on them. You gave them a large, fertile land, but they refused to turn from their wickedness. So now, today, we are slaves in the land of plenty that you gave our ancestors for their enjoyment. We are slaves here in this good land. The lush produce of this land piles up in the hands of the kings, whom you have set over us because of our sins. They have power over us and our livestock. We serve them at their pleasure, and we are in great misery. The people responded, In view of all this, we are making a solemn promise and putting it in writing. On this sealed document are the names of our leaders and Levites and priests. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll hear Nehemiah say, I tried.